4.13.8, a diagram of an undead dragon drawn from a distance. Whatever has corrupted this dragon is strong, as its aura of undeath seems to be able to command even the rested dead out of their slumber in the sand. This will be a problem down the line, but it is a problem for another day. 4.13.B, a new map of Tansom with specific notes as to refugee encampments. We've managed to take shelter amongst the crowds, using their numbers to hide our presence. 4.13.C. A diagram of the statue mechanism in the Tansy Church. Whatever made this mechanism sealed tight. No amount of force or magic that is readily produced is able to even slightly budget, only opening with a command phrase. Not noted here for security purposes. Hi everybody, you guys know me. I'm Corey. I'm the Diggity Diggy Dungeon Disaster DJ. I'm here with the group. Say hi, everybody. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. Before we go much further, I actually have to now add something else onto the end of that, because we all know that I just moved into Australia. And there was a spider on our ceiling this fucking big. And for those of you who don't know, it's about the size of an Encrustable. Enjoy that while you're enjoying your lunch. Also, that's anyway. a very specific measurement. <laughs> One uh, oh my god. I like that crustables. To each their own. Anyway, let's go ahead and do it. Put him in the freezer, dog? Mm. No free ads. You can't, If they were... Okay, no. Alright, moving on. Um, let's go ahead and start with Z-Man Ultra. Hi, I'm I'm Chris. I um I'm I'm playing I'm playing Zare. Um, he's a monk. Uh, Jace. Hi, everyone. I'm Jace. I'll be playing Caustic, the Human Keeper of Memories. Uh, Rodia. Hi, I'm Rodia. I'll be playing Caster. Grave Cleric Azimar. Co- God, Alex. Sorry, I almost called you Callisto. Hi, I'm Alex, and I will be playing Callisto, your tiefling vampire druid. And last but not least, Dust. Hello, I'm Dust, and I will be playing Finn, your human bardlock. Last time we left off, Sir brought Arwen forward. Guys are in this. Best way to explain it is a cellar. Um, it's dark. It's cold. It's wet. Um, there are pretty much books scattered throughout the entire place, and in the far part of the room is just a, a bit of darkness. And kind of peering out of that is red eyes. Um, per usual. Um, you guys are met with those eyes, and, and the person pulls forward once introduced. Kodia uh, will have on clothing, of course, not from this time period. Um, he has long, dark hair. Uh, probably about shoulder height at this point. Probably due for a cut. Um, and 
his teeth are a bit oblonged, kind of like um, a lot of traditionals in, in tribes where they either do something strange for the teeth. There are certain tribes that sharpen them. There, um, His uh, canines are kind of turned sideways a bit. Um, you can tell that's kind of got to be not natural. That's, that was probably done on purpose in one form or another, whether that's uh, probably wearing a mouthpiece or, or something like that. That must have been tribal or traditional uh, where he comes from. Didn't expect you'd come back. Well, uh, for at least one of us, actually, I think at least for two of us, it's our first time. Sure, you've heard that uh, some things upstairs are going a little bit awry. You could say that we saw it before it happened. You find the answer to the questions you were asking me. Um. Actually, I was thinking that our young friend here, motioning to Arwen, um, might be doing more of the question asking this time. We do have another issue at hand that we are hoping to, uh, to remedy here in Tansom, perhaps with your knowledge, looking at Callisto. Callisto's hanging back for the moment. She's just watching. Um, which one should we start with first? I guess. Arwen's gonna look a little, um... I guess you could say scared for the first time, really. Everyone has a talent of absorbing knowledge and feelings from those and those places around her, so perhaps we should give her a little time to acclimatize and address the issue with our companion. Um, Callisto? Oh, step forward. Ah, oh, Tiefling. Your kind came around before and after me a little bit. How are you? Um, I've been better, quite frankly. Um, the issue was... Did you buy your clothes and attire? Sorry. The issue isn't so much the tiefling as it is the teeth. Uh, and she will Mm. take the hat off and bear the fangs. Ah, you're infected. Indeed. I'm honestly here on a limb. Is there anything you know that could help? I don't want to be this anymore. Ah, you're looking for a cure. Does one exist? It does. 
but it isn't necessarily easy to get a hold of. Though, hmm, let me consult my books. Need just a few minutes. All right. He's going to go over to the corner where uh, you see. So th there's bunches of books, right? All with different covers. Uh, most of them look like they've been printed or, or sold in some way. But he's going to go over to the side of the cell where there are, I'd probably say, hundreds of books with no cover, nothing on it, just leather-bound uh, journals of, I, I guess, his time, um, his history. And he is going to push almost 18 stacks out of the way to get to the back ones. And he is going to start flipping through, like, book 16, book 18, um, all kind of embroidered with, like, a... Uh, so they're all leather, but they've got, like, not really punctures, but embeddings of, like, numbers. I guess if you were curious, um, you could probably roll a... Uh, You'd probably you could probably take a role and take an investigation to see what book he's up to at this point. Excuse yeah, me. I, I am curious. I'd love to roll that. Give me just a sec. For some reason, I can't find my character sheet. There we go. Okay. First roll of the night. <clears throat> That's a and three. And it's a... Hard to tell in the dark. Um, I'm going to pull open a book and kind of flip through it for a bit. Well, um, there are three ways of getting rid of it. Not many. You say that, but they're not spectacular. I'll take anything at this point. The first one is dying and being reincarnated with a wish spell. which I don't know how to find. The second one would be to kill the original creator of the vampirism, meaning the person who started all of this, which at this point, I have no clue where they're at. Do you know who they are? No. Um, they came about, and he's going to look at his, his book number, 18 years after I've been in this cell, so about 400 years after I was part of the crystal. Uh-huh. And the third is said to have been hidden in Devil's Pass. Devil's Pass? But I don't know where. Do you know what it is? Um, it is a purifying crystal, pure white, shed from some of the outer shell of Codeus crystal, of course. Um, but it was deemed as a great source of power and sought after by a lot of things. And my people did not believe in magic, which is why I was banished. 
So that crystal was hidden somewhere in that forest. It it's must have forest, hit it well. It? Well, I mean, roughly. The size of it means that it's nearly three times the size of Sorlim. Certainly not a, a cropping of trees. Certainly, but it's not impossible. It's the best lead I've had in days. Thank you. I can't say for truth if it's still even there. We're talking about information that is millennia old. But it's information. True. It's a lead. I'm just saying I, I can't promise anything. and I, I don't want to get your hopes up and tell you that it's there and not be honest with you. My hopes are saying. frankly in the gutter. Anything is good at this point. He's going to close the book. There, um, there is one option, other than these books that I know of, but I'm hesitant to give. The last time it was tried, somebody died. Um, beyond, you know, undeath. My blood. I, I. My blood is sought after by monsters, demons, creatures, beasts. I honestly am like a walking radar for them, I guess. Radars don't exist. Shit, we're cutting that part out. Um, I'm like a walking totem for them. They just, they know where I'm at. I have a quality of my blood that can either cure, create, or mortality, kill. And about 75% of that, that is, 75% uh, of that percentage is death. So it's a huge risk, but I would be lying not to tell you. I appreciate you telling me. So the last person who tried this was like me? Or what? You're going to kind of see his eyes glaze over a bit. He was something. Was she no, was and... Can I roll an insight check on that? To sure. see, like, in which direction he's hiding? Okay, cool. Inside of 20, it seems like a very traumatized and, and hard memory. He's not, like, hiding anything. It's just recollecting that kind of it, it feels like a bit of it is is he's slightly dead inside from that a bit. Got it. Okay. Oh. Uh, leave that at that then. If nothing else, it's something to know, I suppose. Though dying is not my 
preferred risk. Or is it most? Hmm. I suppose so. Um. I'll think about it. Be here, I guess. He just kind of Thank motions you. to the cell. Is that why you're down here? The whole totem thing? Oh, yeah. The last time I arose from here, there was three dragons to attempt to find me. They found me all within an hour. Which is how I quickly found out I was mortal. But yes. It's a hell of a way to live. Just having it's immortality simple. and not being able to use it. Yeah. I mean, I get to read books. I read some of the newest stuff from pretty much every millennia. I was around, maybe not in the vicinity of a lot of history and... It's better down here than risking everyone else's lives around me. If you say so. Then tell me this. Look around your friends right now. Would you still stand around them if you knew that within the next three days something would be hunting you and killing them but you would still be left standing even though they were dead? She pauses on that one. Kind of glances over at Caster. He looks very uncomfortable at this whole thing. I think that would be up to them. Not me. They're the ones risking their lives, aren't they? He'll shrug. It, you get a feeling he somewhat agrees, but at the same time, he may have been put in that situation too many times. So, where is that friend that was with you the last time? The, it was, um, uh, I didn't get his name. He's a wizard. Um, one who's missing. Are you talking about the other tiefling? Was was moment with you? Yeah, he was the one who went mm -hmm. down there. Source, but yeah, so, uh, yes, I believe that was that was his name. Um, maybe I don't. He made a deal to trade his life for mine. So we don't know necessarily where he is or what he's doing. Hmm. You sound as though you don't think he's dead, though. I saw him a couple of days ago. At least I thought I saw him in a... a... like, floating above a tornado 
so I'm not sure if he if where if he is dead or not, or if it's just my imagination wanting to believe he's not dead. I see. Well, that is quite interesting. I I haven't introduced myself. I'm uh, Finn. Pleasure to meet you, Finn. Kodia. So do you have information about pretty much everything? I wouldn't say everything. I have information on the things that happened in my lifetime. I don't know things that are probably beyond books or my history before I was in this cage. Or I, I'm very limited, but I would say I, I do have more information than most. You know anything about Dagon and Zalem? I've read countless books um, over these deities. I don't think I've met any of them in person or spoken to them. Um, by the old law. Dagon and Zeal were the original two gods, sons of the Great Old One. They are actually the two who basically talked him into creating creation itself, the worlds, the dimensions, the places we live. And Dagon is the god of creation, and Zeal is the god of destruction, but it wasn't always... Zeal wasn't always bad. He understood balance, but there came a point where he took in too much darkness. And it is said that it changed him. And he believed that he was to be his father's... I guess you could say, uh, what's, what's it called? When you take over someone's place, a uh, replacement. But it's odd. From there he went dark, started calling himself Zolom and eating the worlds. That's, that's all I know. It's mostly in a lot of these books. I'll kind of motion around to some books that might be hundreds of years old, just kind of well-kept and, and kind of placed in good places. You're free to use anything in my library. Um, like, I, I'm gonna remove my, my shirt to show my, my tat, my back tattoo, and I'm say, has, have you seen a symbol, a symbol like this anywhere? No. Yeah, it was worth a shot. I mean, cool tats, though. It, it, well, thank you. Uh, it has some connection to what I was asking about, but... Uh, just... I was just seeing if maybe you've seen it. It might, could have helped. Sorry. Ah, it's fine. Oh. 
Arwen. Arwen is is frozen. Like she can't think of anything to say. This 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 guy is just. He's not a bad guy, and he's shown that to her, and she's not afraid of him per se. She just. She seems a bit lost. Like she doesn't know what to ask. She doesn't know. You know, because up until now, it, it's been that, you know, you guys thought that meeting him was fine, but she, she, I mean, she didn't prepare any questions. She didn't know what he may or may not know or anything like that. She's, she's kind of like a deer caught in the headlights right now. I'm going to get like, get in front of her or like, just pull her away from, from, uh like go further up the like stairway mm. and just just be and just take a deep breath relax it's okay if you can't think of anything i mean what's there to ask i i don't Maybe I, I the the he connection. Is, oh, sorry. Go ahead. He is the original crystal. Maybe there's something he can tell you about yourself that you don't know yet. Did you go up the stairs with? What? Did you go up they the went, stairs with they us? They went up the stairs a bit. I'm, yeah, I'm with the I'm with the group. Sorry. I don't They're even see with the group is what we're saying. I, I pulled her away. Oh, you bit. pulled her away. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'll I'll say, maybe his connection with the original crystal it might it might give you more answers about yourself. Maybe there's something there that you don't know. I guess maybe. I... Mm -hmm. Even Here, still, what? what? Okay, go ahead. Uh, she's just like even still. I don't know how to word it. How do I question what I don't know? Yeah, I <laughs> trust me. That's a very reasonable uh, question. A, lo a lot of people. Especially myself, uh, wondering that our that ourselves. But here, let's let, let's try this. I'm pull her a little bit. We're gonna go back down. And it's like it's like maybe as I'm gonna address the group. Maybe if we ask him questions for her, because it's hard to think of what she wants to ask. So if any of y'all have like can think of something for her to ask or to ask for her, could help. While everybody thinks, I think Fidium is going to kind of put a, a hand on Arwen's shoulders, check, kind of like a, you know, like a nod, like you, you okay, kind of situation. She'll nod back. Um, I, I, I guess Kodio will kind of pull up a chair and sit in front of the, uh, 
the metal bars. What do you guys think? Well, Arwen is a shard of crystal from space, and you know something about that, don't you, Korea? I mean, I know it exists, but if you're looking for where it came from, who made it, I don't have those answers. I don't even know what it's made of, other than crystal and roll magic. It's been some years trying to study it once. Uh, since, you know, being around the crystal is the only safe place I can truly be. Things can't really attack me due to the roll magic, and the roll magic doesn't affect me. But I'm no scientist. And I'm certainly not a researcher. So I came up with Bupkis. I can say this. Each and every one of the large crystals that fall hold probably about enough raw magic and power to probably sustain the entire continent for about a hundred years. If you were to use them as a power source. How did you become connected to the crystal? Um, well... And he's going to kind of, he's going to kind of freeze a bit. Sounds like a rough story. And instead of talking, he's going to get back up and get back over to the journals. And he is going to kind of pull a stone from the wall and pull out a leather bound book, uh, much like the, the other ones that were on the tables. This will tell you everything you need to know. And May Chan grab it. It looks to be his first journal. I'll, I go to a, like a little corner and just start reading it. Any other questions? You mentioned crystals, something or rather, being used as a power source, which implies that a continent needs a power source to sustain it. Are continents not self-sustainable? Were Dagon's creations imperfect? I would say that. I'd say more along the lines that humanity has found ways of using that power for certain means, right? Um, there are creations out there that are literally powered by the crystals. 
magic items can be put into crystals. Uh, crystals can be put into magical items, sorry. Um, you could use it as a power source for an invention of kinds. And he's going to kind of pull open a book and, and kind of show how um, there are some forms of automatons, like Warforged, which originally are started by the crystal. I mean, they re require human soul, but to get the process going, you need things like uh, Codius Crystal to kind of jumpstart the process. Um, going past that, there are, you know, kind of dwarven creations like Sentinels and um, Clockwork, uh, you know, creations and things like that that um, can be powered by this. So he's, he's going off of the eventual fact that, you, you know, eventually humans will make lives easier and power will be needed. Yeah. Hmm? You know things are bad up there, right? Roughly, yeah. And you you know who's behind it, I would assume. Not really. But down here, I just know... What was it, 50 years ago was a great war? And... This is about the three kingdoms and then a treaty was signed. Guessing something's happened to that, so... I don't know. What yes, guess? It's because of the zeal you were talking about. Okay. And would that be something you'd be interested in stopping? In... Of course, but... Um, same match from the through God. Well, for, for one, you said you're immortal. I'm immortal to observe. And it wouldn't be just you. Are you asking me to join you all? I'm asking if it'd be something you'd want to help us with. Yes. Be free of the shackles of this prison and go stop bad things from happening. I don't understand why you guys keep considering this a prison. Is he going to kind of look around the place? Though, yeah, it is a dungeon. Kind of like a person who... If you've ever seen like an old person move away from their home, there is a mixture of memories, sadness, regret, but there is that solemn happiness. Um, you know, they look at their favorite places in the room. Like uh, Cody will probably look at a a small little leather pouch in the corner that is is filled with. You know, probably like bedding and stuff like that that he, he sits on to read. Um, books stacked high to the right of it. He sees the bed that he's been sleeping in for years. Um, a nice feather down mattress. I consider it a prison because myself, I would rather 
live one day and get to experience everything out there than be stuck alone forever. Well, you have much different views of the world. Um, I feel like I've viewed a lot. And I viewed more than, I'd say, probably three of your lifetimes combined. I'm not making it a competition. I'm just merely saying that after a while, it's all empty. The people that you love will die. And you'll still be left standing over the graves, over a graveyard. You'll watch generations pass you. See the children of your friends grow and die. You will see the generation of a loved one you never could have blink out. Well, maybe saving the world would make it a little less empty. I mean, maybe. But, I mean... As I said, I am... meant to observe. That's what I was told. And we're going to pause there for a minute. Because um, I'm going to explain to Dust real quick what he's reading. Okay. So in that book, Dust, um, there's probably about three to four days uh, of just writing that is hard to read. Um, penmanship is terrible. Uh, and the language feels a bit incomplete. It's it's kind of common before it was common, right? So there are bits and pieces that are hard to understand. Uh, the gist of it, though, was that he himself was a food prep. Uh, he he dealt with scavenging, collecting berries, uh, meats, uh, the general stuff for his tribe. And when the crystal fell, he was curious. Uh, but his tribe, of course, against magic or any such thing like that, basically forbade anybody to go near it. He left uh, probably about, I'd say, 20 days into the journal. And it took him two and a half weeks to arrive. Uh, and in that time, he kind of came across a few people. Um, he met a um, He met a drow female um, who uh, her name was uh, Chris Crystalla. let me go ahead and put that in chat for you Chris for short who kind of found out where he was going 
and you know as adventurers do kind of went with him uh, i guess she was just as curious um it wasn't long after that probably about another week or so that the journal describes awkward moments uh heart racing kind of cutesy moments between the two of them and within that week they ended up finding a large crater and it was probably miles miles wide uh, me yeah miles wide it was probably about a day and a half's travel to the center of this crater and once they got there they started feeling really really sick um she basically started bleeding from the nose on a daily she was weak um she became frail uh he wasn't feeling much different either he was um kind of bleeding from the ears uh they they had barely enough energy to continue going forward and by the time they reached it there was there was by the time they reached that point where they were frail and they realized that something was up they could not turn back it was either continue and learn this before they died and chalked it up as a great adventure or turn around and potentially die and not have anything to show for it when they reached the center um, there was a gigantic stone uh, with a couple cracks in it and she probably passed out about a mile there before so Kodia carried her to the crystal um when he found the crystal it was almost like it was beckoning him he writes like it it had a pull to it and when he touched it um the the crystal kind of exploded in a way the outer shell kind of chipped into pieces and, and shot outward from the, the the blue center it like bloomed basically yeah um from there the story says that or the journal says that he he felt a surge of energy return his body um, he felt his muscles grow back his his body though it was frail was at this point probably to what it was before the journey however um chris had been hit by a crystal she had been probably caught somewhere around the kidney area from where it's been written is a lower abdomen close to the hip and as as she's kind of dying it, it speaks to him in a way it tells him through a voice that he is to be the watcher of events to come that when all else fails he will be the one to tell the story even if no one survives um as chris is dying he begs it to tell him a way of trying to save her and it mentions his blood 
So he quickly does what he should, what he thinks he should do. And for a bit, Chris got better. And then the crystal consumed her. The, the blood in his vein ended up crystallizing her. And in a last-ditch effort, the crystal took her soul into it, making her part of it. Um, the journal explains that from that point on, he started walking home. And events started occurring. He ran into creatures of all different kinds. Um, there was a rust monster uh, that dealt some heavy damage to him. But he found that any mortal wound that he received would heal up within a week. And no matter how much blood he lost, he wouldn't die. Um, he has been pummeled, crushed, impaled and still has not died he had been trapped under a boulder once for about a week and still survived and by the time he returned back to his village they shunned him he himself was the one thing that his people did not like he was pure magic, basically. And his presence alone brought creatures that only wanted to kill and control, if not maim and torture. When he was banished, he was given a white crystal to do with as he wishes. When the crystal itself shattered it sent these crystals everywhere and that's why they can be found in the desert that's why they can be found pretty much all over the continent some of them went pretty damn far he seems to have given that to another tribesman who also left at the same time feeling that um if he were to hold on to it, something would find him. And even though he could not die, the crystal could be taken and whatever eats it could probably be way too powerful to deal with. They split up somewhere probably around a little bit south of Blarg. And he made his way kind of back to the crystal where he started the town of Tansom. Eventually, he became a myth. Of course, we all, we all know the history at that point, but the book is going to stop with probably like day 10 of Tansom. Yeah, like, like slam the book, like close it, give it back to him. He'll uh, he'll just tell you to keep it in case it can be more use later. Okay. 
Have you have you not found a way to uh, to for her to have her soul leave the crystal, or is it just now one and the same? She's dead, and I don't see any way of taking anything from the crystal. Not safely. Some magic I don't understand. It is dangerous. Yeah. I don't. I'll turn to the party. It's like I don't know if it, if we. It's not nothing against you, but I don't think we should. I think he's right to stay here for at least now. He's not a fighter. I don't see how, like, he can serve, as he said, but I don't see a way for him to help. And like, I, I once again, no offense. I'm taken. I would need somebody to be able to find a way to cloak me anyway. These cells, this place that you consider to be a dungeon, is enroomed in magic so that I cannot be found. And were I to leave, they would not help any longer and monsters would come from everywhere to find me again. Um, yeah, I can't do that. Um, Arwen, would you know if the waters near Kodia's crystal would affect you? Um, she'll shake her head no, they don't. Maybe she should go to the actual crystal. Could. It doesn't necessarily speak to anyone. I mean, even during my studies, it only spoke to me initially when I found it. It's been maybe, silent since then. Maybe that's that's the uh, reason. Maybe it'll only speak to another one of its kind. It's well, not not like maybe to another crystal, to another one of like her. Maybe. I... He is going to think for a moment. And then he is going to tell you that on the other side of those bars in a cabinet to the far right, um... It's going to be locked, so he's going to need you to break into it. That's not my ex area of expertise, if anybody else is. 
I'm not very I good at that either. To, I got up to my uh, my fair share of mischief when I was younger. Well, Zeret, it's time to relive your childhood days of breaking it and entering. Show me. I'll I'll point out where he where he showed me to where he showed the the cabinet. I do It'll like the, the, the I do like the mage hand like like floating around it like like you know like those restaurants with like arrows pointing. <laughs> It'll be a, a rather old, dusty, uh, kind of ornate cabinet. Um, pick looks manageable. I mean, it's it's not a hefty lock. Uh, it's definitely got cobwebs and dust all over it. Um, I'll take out. I'll start to take out one of the the medium tools of the delicate set within my thieves tools and then I'll think no and I'll actually grab one of the finer um, more expensive implements in my glass blower's tool that I use to do fine detailing and um, even though it's not fit for locks, this lock in particular looks special. Um, I have I have my character sheet open. What would you like me to roll? Um, let's go ahead and do a dex roll. Um, awesome. I lied. I didn't have my character sheet open. I had the journal open. Okay. Here's what. Actually, you know what? Before you do that, mm -hmm. let's do sleight of hand. Okay. That's also a dex roll, so it'll be the same. Okay. I didn't know if you had any points of proficiency on it. Yeah. That is a 23. So, um... You're gonna kind of feel the tumbles. Uh, they're relatively old. There's probably a little bit of dust in there. Um, but eventually you'll find that they will click upward and then they will kind of unlatch. Uh, and eventually the, the, the lock will come off. We'll give uh, my little, um, the little pick that I have in my hand, a little twirl with my fingers and shove it back into its leather holster. Um, and I'll... Um motion for Finn to 
and ascertain what's inside. All right. Uh, also, while he's picking the locks, uh, just so I mention this, I do tell everybody what I read in the journal so they know. Yeah, and while this is happening, Caster's hanging back by Callisto because uh, this is immortality talk is kind of scary. Yeah. I, I do go and uh, open the the cabinet or what it was um, inside are uh, prototypes or and, and some finished products actually there's probably like at least 10 finished products of these bracelets um, caster might know exactly what they are um, they are the protection bracelets for when there are sermons in the actual Kodias Lake. Uh, people will wade probably about hip deep and they'll have a sermon, basically a baptism for new members. And the bracelets are strong enough to protect against the magic radiation for a certain amount of time. How many of them? Uh, there are 10 non-prototypes and 5 prototypes. So we'll be able to get us closer to the crystal without suffering the adverse effects? Yes. Um, and he will kind of step forward. And you will hear kind of the, um, I guess you could say the breaking of rust at the door as he kind of pushes it open and steps out. If you're heading to the crystal, you'll need me. He'll, he'll kind of walk over and take one of the bracelets. He will uh, kind of bite his thumb and then drop some of the the blood from the wound into the bracelet, which then charges its power and hands it over. Uh, thank you. Does that mean you are also going to go to the crystal as well, or? Yes. In order to protect you, I will have to stay with you. Those bracelets only last for a short amount of time, and it is my blood that powers them. Well, all I can say is be prepared. It's not a pretty sight up there. May have seen worse. Who knows? Probably. I'll start handing uh, everyone a bracelet. He'll work with you as, as you know. Of course, he needs powered, so. Yeah. Uh, unless anybody else has any questions, I think our next stop should be the crystal. Agreed.
Zerif, Caustic, y'all, y'all ready? As ready as I think we can be. Agreed. Oh. Let's go. Hoodie will kind of grab a, his bed sheet, a little black one, and just kind of throw it over himself. He doesn't really have like a cloak or anything, so whatever he can use, I guess. And he'll head up with you guys. You know, I, I got you, and I'm going to use uh, creation to create a cloak long, big enough for him with like a starry pattern. So. It's a little bit more fancier than your your sheet, but you know. It's um, kind of you. Thank you. It it won't last forever, but it'll last long enough for us to to do our job. What is your job? I have in the world and all that junk. To be completely honest, I have been asking that myself for the past week or so, so hoping to find out. You guys will head back upstairs. Um, you guys will hear the kind of uh, the sounds of the, the fight not too far away. Um... Let's see here. Not too soon. Oh. Sorry. Work with me as I try to build these sounds. Sorry. No. Um. I swear there were more sounds that I was using. I just can't seem to find them. I don't believe you. Well, the last time it didn't sound completely of, of just random screams. I'm not sure what's going on. I think they updated the sounds. Or re-categorize uh, them. Yeah, something like that. Why are none of these working? Thumb's not right. Hmm. 
All right. Um, what is going on? Sorry, I'm struggling. It sounds like the sound effects I was using are gone. Oh, no. It happens every once in a while when they update a sound effect, which is probably why I had to re-download a few. Here we go. Sounds like a busy town, right? Yeah. Alright, that'll do. Sorry about that, guys. Dreams. Okay, some sounds in the background. The trebuchets. There we go. So you guys all, all kind of come up from the hole you guys will see the uh stone statue will move from its original place and it will slide back to where it was the moment you guys come out of it of course you know people in this entire place it's it's packed full of people injured uh, nurses anybody who can heal basically but as big as that statue is, they have more important things to worry about. Um, people needing bandaged and just a bad sight all around. Um, but you do make it out just fine. Uh, are we just going straight directly to the water? How do we, uh, any place we need to stop off before we leave? Um, I think. Not really. I mean, there's nothing much we can do. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you guys are headed to the center of Codius Lake. Um, I don't think anybody has purchased or bought a boat. So how do we want to go about doing that? We bought a boat. We just left it somewhere. Um, I I have a casket. 
I don't we, know if that would necessarily be useful, but I, it does exist. We have any water walking spells between the two of us? I didn't prepare any. Yeah, I don't know any of those either. Mm. I haven't. I just haven't prepared them today. Maybe we should go about seeing if we can rent a boat. Um. Um. Zerk. Looking at all my abilities. Yes. You grew up in a, a kind of a ship slash boating area. Um, do you want to check a survival to see if you know if there's like a quick way to make a boat or? Um, uh, yeah, I definitely have at at the very least expertise in making makeshift like surfboards and stuff. And um, my background did deal with a lot of um, cargo and, and, and stuff like that. And also obviously a lot of ships so that would make sense. I can, I can try that. Is it survival? Yeah. Are you proficient? Are you, do you know survival, Sarath? Um, I'm not proficient. Um, I'm trying to see if I have any artisan's tools that might be more appropriate, but I think I'll go survival after all. I can enhance uh, your ability. Sure. Um, it'll be a collaboration. I'll say I probably haven't done it myself making an actual vessel, but I've seen it done. So I can, um, I can solicit caster and based on the construction of the casket perhaps um figure out um a, a, a kind of best way to do that so um will that give me advantage on the check um caster enhance ability will give you advantage on the whole school of checks and i would say wisdom okay so insight, it'll also do something else. I think, um, no, actually Owl's Wisdom only does advantage on wisdom checks. Okay, here we go. Oh. As a natural 20, uh, 23 altogether. I mean, you're going to kind of look around, right? There is uh, a couple of boats already previously out there, but at this point they are underwater. Everything in this area seems to have been and is in rough shape, but with the debris from some buildings that have fallen in, um, some of the some of the stones and nails kind of around the area, you, you feel like you could repair one well enough that you would be able to uh, be able to make a working boat probably even be able to connect two boats together in if, a specific way that you would be able to fit the entire party. If it helps, too, I have in my inventory five strips of metal and a wax-sealed canvas that I used to make a waterproof tent. So it could help shore up any parts of the boat. Uh, I also have mending 
to help with small breaks in repairing that. I'll pull those things out for you, Zareth, from my backpack. So, is that something Zareth would want to do? Would he want to head on down and and work? Chris? Oh my gosh! Sorry, I just realized I had my mic <laughs> uh, off. I was, I was, I had, a, I said a whole thing about how I thought uh, um, that Caster's suggestions were highly appropriate, and that Zara could probably make use of Caster's help and point out the most um, vulnerable sections of the boat, um, and 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 basically help help waterproof. Um, um just as a little bit of extra flavor and insight um not adding anything mechanically but just flavoring it with the natural 20 i uh remember that um with my herbalism training some of the waterproof plants that might be growing on the shore that we could make use of to uh further water waterproof the uh the, the seams etc at 50 feet of rope that I will hand to you. Well, I guess we'll just do this together, Zareth. Caster and Zareth working on it yeah. together. All right. So then, Zareth, go ahead and give me a survival with advantage. Okay. Um, because once you, once you two kind of repair the boats to the point where they're floating, you're going to need to basically connect them um, so that they're one big kind of raft uh, with a 13. It's a 16 uh, with advantage. Oh yeah, 16. Um, with a 16, you will be able to kind of leash them together uh, and put the kind of like wooden vices in between the two boats. Uh, it'll be sturdy enough that they'll function as one. And with a few ropes around a certain area, they'll be able to kind of easily work together. Which, you know, in case of any kind of situation on the water, uh, being as close to the entire group is, is probably the best situation. Um, you guys can easily shove off whenever you're ready. Casper will wipe the sweat off his forehead and look proudly at the makeshift boat with Zara. It looks pretty good, doesn't it? You didn't even need to say that. You should feel proud. I was going to say, this where Finn comes up and says, wow, that looks like shit. Oh, that did great. A good job, guys. <laughs> Thank you. It was mostly Zareth. Well, if we have everything, I think it's time to to ship off. Um, let me see if there's any spells that I want to cast in our group before we go in.
Not yet. There's not any like sea monsters living in this uh, lake, are there? Not that I remember. And when's the last time you've been out here? What year is it? The year game, that I, it is. Yeah, so that's the out of the game. I don't know. Um, so it'd probably be somewhere around like 4,783 AC, which is after Crystal. That number. Um, probably 600 years ago. Ah, we should be fine. I think <laughs> we will. Remember how sick you got when the water touched you, Finn? Yeah, but that was that was the past. I'm sure I've I've built up an immunity to it, so I will say this. The crystals will last longer if you are not in contact with the water. Probably best to stay as dry as possible. Uh the more radiation more magical radiation this has to protect you from, the more it will need powered. And though I, I do not mind helping. The less blood I have to use, the better. Right. So don't turn into a seal and jump in the water. Got it. Okay. Don't do that. Please don't do that. I can't promise that I'll be able to turn you back into a human if your transformation goes wrong in the water. See, he'll shove off. And after a bit, the sounds of town will start to fade. And eventually you guys will just be left on the water. Uh, just a bit of water lapping up against the boats. And it's very calm out here the um there's there's really not much out here you know this is cold it's, it's quiet you might have a few kind of seagulls passing by the area but as you as you get out into the water it is just fairly empty Let's do this. Oh, that's even better. I like that sound effect. Now, you guys have, um, judging by from shore to center, <laughs> you guys have two days in this boat. Um, I'm sure you guys have enough food and enough patience to get through this, but during that time, right, what would, what would you, what would most people be doing? 
What would uh, how would you pass the time? I I I have a question actually. Before that, everybody else would have food. Would I? Um, I would say I think you you ate the day like the day before you guys entered town. So you've got like two days. By the time you reach the crystal, you'll be hungry. Okay, uh, cool. You should be fine for the boat ride there. It's the boat ride back, which may be an issue. Understood. Uh, since I spoke, I guess I'll start off. Uh, Callie would probably spend most of the time sitting and contemplating. Um, I feel like with the possibility of a cure, she has a lot to think about. And whether or not she actually wants to seek that out. Which, I think in the end, she would decide that she does. So she's very quiet most of the ride. Aster would probably spend most of his time around Callie. But a couple times, he might ask if anybody wants to break out Andy. Just for a couple coins here and there, maybe. Or maybe is something we need that you guys can think about. But Andy's always welcome. How's Finn feel about that? Would you want to play round of cards with Andy in the boat? Finn's always my gambling buddy, and if he's not down, I'm going to be sad. We lost gambling to a cow. I think at this point, Finn his he's like he'd say no because he's he's at the point of just like same as Callisto just brooding and thinking about a bunch of things. So he'd kind of be off probably like I, I don't had, think there's an off in this boat. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like I was, as soon as I said that I was like wait that's not right. He'd he'd just be in his little corner. <laughs> I, I like the idea that after a while they end up in the same corner and it's just the emo corner. Yeah. Cool. I'm go If we're going to be on here for multiple days, can I change up some of my spells that I have prepared? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about um, what about caustic? What would caustic be doing? Uh, probably caustic would be sitting. Sitting and like journaling or jotting out uh, either stories or just general arcane theorems, but mostly kind of keeping to themselves. We're already in a cramped space, no need to take up more. Okay, and uh, um, in between rowing, uh, what would what would Zer be doing? Because I'm sure. You know, you guys are taking turns. A couple hours it would be Sir, a couple hours it would be Ben, a couple hours it would be Caster. Right. Um so I think I think Zer would be um doing his best to um I think I think he would be using the sign language they invented to try to tell caustic jokes to try to distract them in their studies and note-taking. Um, figuring out how to tell jokes with sign language. So it's just going to be like awkward 
secret signing between them with occasional laughter and like really weird looks at one another. Yeah, really awkward. Ones would be different. Instead of sounding alike, it would be looking alike. <laughs> yeah. I would like to cast a spell. Or sure. a... What spell? Commune. Okay. Uh, and what exactly does that do for our listeners? Uh, I contact my deity or a divine proxy and ask the three questions that can be answered with a yes or a no. I must ask the questions... Before the spell ends, you receive a correct answer for each question. Divine beings aren't necessarily omniscient, so you might receive unclear as an answer if a, uh, if a question pertains to information that lies beyond the deity's knowledge. In a case where a one-word answer could be misleading or contrary to the deity's interest, the DM might offer a short phrase as an answer instead. If you cast the spell two or more times before finishing your next long rest, there is a cumulative 25% chance for each casting after that that you get no answer. The DM makes this roll in secret. So I got 60 seconds to ask three yes or no questions. Tell me when you Let's want me to start. Timer. Yeah, tell me when you want me to go. Uh, let, me get a, let me get a timer out. Oh, here we go. Get off of that. I don't want to play any fish games. Sorry, Percy has been starting to enjoy phones. So I downloaded a few child apps for it. My goddaughter used to love the Rick and Morty bubble popping game. Because all you did was pop bubbles. And it made funny noises. And it taught her hand-eye coordination. Alright. Uh, pause. You have one minute starting now. Okay. Um, do you think the path we're taking right now is beneficial? There's a yes answer. Do you think this war will end? Um, there is an unclear answer. Do you think that Codia is the key to this? There is an unclear answer. Okay. Yeah, it's 17 seconds left. There we go. Hell yeah. I like that. I like that because I only had one question when I started in mind, and then I had to come up with two others. Castor will you not... To... Oops, sorry. I was going to say, Castro nod to himself. Who would he have been speaking with? And it was this beat in his mind, correct? I would guess. Uh, I wouldn't say he'd been speaking with anyone. It sounds kind of like divination. Yeah, questioning in your mind. Um, yeah, so you're just going to feel... You're not going to really hear a voice. You're just going to feel an answer. Um, now, you would probably believe that the deity you're speaking to would be either the one that you pray to or maybe your father. Um but probably probably along those lines. It's it's just unclear. Okay. Um You said that you probably wanted to play a game of cards with Andy at one point. I think Arwen would be happy to join in on that. Hell yeah. And uh probably uh Vidium would be Hell okay with yeah. that. Um 
I think every once in a while, the one strange thing, which is weird, is that, uh, well, he's been, he's, Cody has been down in that dungeon for a while. He looks like a very stringy human being, right? So, like, he's, um, kind of on the slightly or malnourished situation. He doesn't really have a lot of body heft to him. But every so often, he will get out of the boat and he'll just swim for a little bit. And during these times, you'll see... He doesn't get, like, buff or anything, right? It's it's like he's being rehydrated, right? So his his muscles aren't going to look as gangly. Um, his His hair will probably look like it shines a little bit more. Like, it doesn't look dead with split ends a lot anymore. Um, he seems to be getting strength from the water in some fashion, some way or form. Um, and that's that's for pretty much anybody to observe. I will say, I think out of just curiosity, I think Callisto would decide to join the game with Andy and cast her in the group for once. I doubt it goes well for her. But she uh, well, joins. here's what we'll do. We'll we'll have a small round of of uh, games here. So everybody, roll right. a one d twenty. I did not do that right. Hold on. Sorry. What I I I'd like to to play just because I think um, Sarah's getting an addiction, but um, <laughs> but um, I I forget what the buy-in rules are because I really craft and give away stuff. So, uh, pretty much whatever you guys put in, he anties up the same. Um, so if you're just looking for a little bit of coin, he'll ante up coin. But if you're looking for something more substantial, he'll he'll have to ante up something more substantial. Um, put, so, oops, sorry. I was gonna say I put in the book about Jeriah Osmond that I found in the um, in the Minotaur cave in the one uh, in the room. Uh, Callie would ante up her. Uh, Silver dragon pendant, but she would ask Caster to get it out of her bag because she can't physically touch it. Yeah, I'd rather. Thank right. you. Dear. Did anybody see my last roll? Nope. So I see Caster, Alex. Does anybody see the one that was just made? Uh, by by Fidium. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we see it. I. Is it I, doing that? It's GM roll all one word. Or slash gr. I don't think slash I, GR works. Slash GR does work. That's what I use. That way I don't have to type out slash GM roll every time. Did that work? I didn't see I, anything. Yeah. I didn't see anything. Perfect. Okay. Alright, guys. Um, let's see here. Uh, that would do one, two, and three for Arwen. So, um... Oh, wow. Okay. So, out of everyone, Arwen has the worst hand. She has a 2 and an 8. Uh, neither of them match. Neither of them are really great numbers. Uh, the next one after that is Alex. You'll have a pair of 6s. Who's um, Alex? Sorry, not Alex. Callisto. Callisto, you will have a pair of 6s. 
Um, cool. Fidium will have a pair of eights. And Caster, you'll have a pair of nines. However, Andy will flush out two aces. Son of a bitch. That was a good one. Yeah, I rolled high. I did not expect that. So let's do one more and uh let's let's bet money on it this time. That way we can say whether or not you guys won or lost throughout a couple of hands. Um how much would you like to, to, to put up anti up, basically? Uh can can Plastic ante into the second round? Sure. Okay. I'll ante up twenty one gold. Okay. I'll ante that'll up. put me that'll put me at an even number. I'll ante up two because that will leave me with one. Oh, you only I'll... have two gold. No, I have three gold, but now. I'll... Oh shit! Okay. I'll ante yeah, up I... fifty. I put all my gold in the the pot. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Fidium will add in five gold because that's all he's got. Uh, I'll ante up uh, a platinum. How much is a platinum? Ten gold. Ten gold. Brain. Ten? Okay. God damn. Brain fart. Does Arwen even have money? If she doesn't, Caster will give her his last gold piece to play with. He doesn't really care about gold. I'll, I'll give Arwen two, two gold. Um, Arwen is actually... Arwen is going to ante up a small thing of crystal that she found in the dirt before you guys left shore. Ah. Uh, so let's go ahead and make our rolls. Let me clear chat here real quick so I know which the newest rolls are. All right, guys. I sent you mine, Corey. Thank you. It's a slash GR1D20. That's what I put, at least. Okay. Is Finn sustaining? Yeah. All right, let's see what we got here. So we have... Oh, my. It's a lot of rolls. Let me me do some top-tier mathematics here. Um, Oh. So the lowest roll here is Zareth. You have two ones. That was the only match you could get. Absolute snake eyes. They are probably the lowest. I mean, the lowest non-matching set. So they're on the low end of the totem. Alex, you've got two threes. Let's see from there. Arwen will get also two threes. Then it will go caustic. You have a pair of sevens. Caster, you have a pair of eights. Vidium will have a pair of nines. And a pair of nines also for Andy. So they're going to need to do a roll off. Man, Andy rolling high tonight. Andy doing good. 
Andy Upton. He doesn't normally do good. So, this, this is a shit hand all around. Um, neither of the two look uh, genuinely happy currently uh, with the with the hands. Uh, but Andy will will flush out his hand. He will have a pair of threes, and Fidium will have a pair of fours. One by one point. Um, so that means, uh, no, so, sorry, it's the other way around. Andy had the threes. Fidium had the fours. Yeah, that's what you said. Okay, I wanted to make sure because my brain just farted and told me I did it the other way around. Um, so that means Andy will receive Fidium. Fid, sorry, Fidium will receive eighty-eight gold and a small crystal, which he will give back to Arwen. Suddenly, Fidium's the richest in the party. That's not the same. Largely thanks to Caustic and Callisto. I got a hundred gold left. Uh, I don't spend much. That's that's right. I guess I do toss them up. Right. So that will be the end of the first night, guys. Um, Eventually, it will become dark. Uh, The time is really late. And before you know it, the swaying of the boat... Well, it'll it'll be it'll be it's it's just that time you know you just find that the swaying the motion the water the sounds kind of works like a noise machine and eventually lulls you to sleep. Um, let me go ahead and update. Oh, perfect. It is the first day of winter, everyone. Why are spell effects going off? Boom. Welcome to Restorum the First. Once I get it to rotate properly. All right. So it's going to get kind of cold. I mean, it's been somewhat chilly for the last couple of nights, but this is going to be the first night that it it really hits those low temperatures, right? Um, up until now, maybe a thick blanket has been doing it. By the time you wake up, your your toes are going to be a little little on the cold, nummy side, um, unless you've kind of huddled together with people. Yeah, it's just absolutely shivering. As you guys wake, um, oh shit, undo. No, what happened? All my numbers. It doesn't matter. I've got them all in. A uh, quick out of character question: Did we ever get in touch with Jason? See how he was doing? Not yet. No. Right. no. Fortunately. Someone can send him ascending. Yeah, no, I have that. Boat. I have that spell prepared, so. Either me or so, Finn, it doesn't really matter. 
the next morning. You guys will be kind of given quite a, an interesting sight, right? So fog is going to have rolled in quite easily around everyone in the, the, the lake. If you've ever lived near like a, an open body of water in the morning, between the temperature of the night versus the temperature of the day, it creates a crap ton of fog. So you can't even really see the, the shoreline. And for the first time this season, there is going to be a light snowfall. You guys will see little tiny flurries here and there making their way down to the water. Just kind of touching its, uh, it, it, its like top and then like melting into the liquid. Off of the distance, you will, however, see that there is a small island um, with this beaming blue ray of light that has been kind of offset in the fog, kind of like a haze. And I think this is a perfect place to kind of take a quick five minutes, grab drinks, grab food, come on back. Use the bathroom if you need be. I will be right back. Same. Just to keep you posted on my thoughts, Corey, um, I think at some point during today, given the date and the fact that it's a major anniversary for Callisto, uh, she's going to ask Caster to check in on RK. So, FYI. Because yeah. if I remember correctly, the way we said it was that Everything happened the day before her wedding, which would have been on her birthday, which is yeah. the second. Okay. So it would have been the first that everything, the, the, the whole destruction happened. So. so it's been a year? Yeah, it's been a year. That'll be interesting. Yeah, you're telling me. Almost a year then since we met, too. Uh, Yeah, I think, what did we say? It was like two weeks? Six. I think it was like the sixth or the seventh. Oh yeah, it was only a couple days after she. Left. We were with each other for when the crystal fell. Yeah, right. Time, time is a soup. Time is a soup. And also, I think my yarn arrived and it's seven. great. Did you order oh, it for okay. yourself? Yeah. Good, because oh, I was I was finna do it to you. No, I ordered it like two weeks ago. Oh, the other yarn then. So here's what, a fun what other yarn are you fact. talking about? Yes. You guys have been... You guys are two months away from being on the road for a year together. As, as like the... That's a nice group. fact. It's worth noting because I don't think Callisto understands dates very well. But she also, she, she understands, like, how long a year is. Um, I think I've mentioned this to at least one of you, but every time that I do a summary, there's there's the, the day blank. And that is how many days it's been since the attack on the temple, or on the, on the village. So I think, I mean, we're up to one year. Forget what I said the last one was, I have to look. It was 60-something. So... Time is soup. Is Dorothy there? Or Chris, you there? Yeah, I'm here. 
right there. You, you have the clairvoyance crystal, right? I do. It might be a good time to bust it out. Um, I, I it's been on my mind, but why? Why now? To go see the island and see if there's anything that we need to worry about over there. Oh. Well, I mean, because no, all we need... It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. All um, we need to I do was... is get 100 gold pieces, and then I can just cast Clairvoyance at will. We also know that the spells that are cast from the crystals that are broken tend to operate on a higher level than the base spells that they are like made out of. Like, the counterspell crystal did a lot more than the counterspell spell does. Sarah. And the the resurrection crystal did a lot more than a resurrection crystal does. You can make me the focus. Because for clairvoyance, oh. the focuses have to eye? be yep, 100 gold pieces, either a jeweled horn for hearing or a glass eye for seeing. So I'd need 50 gold, and I can do it in two days. That'd be cool. And then, hey, we want to go real hard. Uh, uh, crystal ball. <laughs> Worth a thousand gold pieces. I was I was going to say on the boat right after Zer threw in his, his bet, this can be bonus material if we end up cutting all this, but like, um, Zer's going to like, he would have tossed in his, his last platinum and be like, I don't need it anymore because I've got everybody's birthday gifts already crafted. And then he'd be like raising eyebrows and he'd give Caster a wink. Caster would wink back. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> yeah, if you can make a crystal ball for a thousand gold piece, we can start casting scrying at will. I feel like that's the in in innuendo. Don't flirt hey, with my boyfriend. I'm back. Don't worry about what Zareth and I do. Hot, sweaty things that Zareth and Caster do. See, now I'm just interested. That's gotta be fan art, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I love you all. Can we do it? Can we do it like Ghost? Uh, with Zareth and Caster? I will get a hose. Where's where Zareth is, uh, you know, helping cast her out? Like, uh, what can Patrick I say? Callisto's horny. Yeah, I thought you were better than that. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Boo this person. Boo. I have not made the joke my entire time of playing her. My you entire time. You were couldn't you be Boo? above the rest. Were you saying Boo or Boo Earns? I was saying Boo Earns. I was saying boo. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't you, understand boo you, words Chris. as a joke, but Thank boo. you, Chris. I got it. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Uh, they're all booing Mr. Burns, and then Mr. Burns looks really offended, and he goes, and Smithers comes up, he's like, no, they're not saying boo, they're saying boo earns. Boo earns. And then he goes, were you saying boo or boo earns? And then the old mole man's like, I was saying boo earns. It's so good. Oh, I'm so glad that he got that reference. I'm so glad somebody did. One out of it six. Well, because, because we 
okay the reason i got that because i probably would have forgot it if if i didn't um kristen and i were watching or or watching like a cinema therapy on um mitchell's versus the machines where there's the giant furby and i made the funzo reference and kristen never watched it so i had to show her the whole funzo sequence so that's why the simpsons are in my mind funzo is amazing (laughs) gary coleman wrestling one (laughs) crowd and throwing it into the tire fire Oh, man. Old Simpsons was so good. Old Simpsons was like every episode from like season two to like season 13 were just golden. Love some of the pop culture references in the newer seasons, though, because they're just so on point. Like the the, I, I hadn't watched The Simpsons for a very long time. And then I tuned in for an episode and it was like the Da Vinci Code parody. And lisa's like at this abbey and she's she like plays something on the keyboard and like clockwork starts going off and like gumball machines and she's like watching it in awe and then like it clips to back to the mechanism and it keeps going and going and clips back to lisa and she's just like sitting on the pew like bored as hell like watching this thing unfold because it's taking forever I don't really watch either of those. Like my, I think my big thing is Family Guy. Old Simpsons though hit different. Like one of the best, one of the best moments in all of TV history. And I, and the thing is, I tried to show it to Tia, and she just didn't appreciate it. I guess you kind of, you got she. I just, she just doesn't like comedy as much. She's more of a a horror person. But you only move twice is probably one of the greatest episodes of any so- show ever. And it's the one where Homer goes into the James Bond villain's company and works there. And he's just, like, the best, like, middle management henchman for him. But all Is his family... Is that where, like, everything's, like, a country cottage home? And e- no, like... everything's, like, a mega mansion where they, like, all self-clean and water themselves. And, like, mm-hmm. all the employees are, like, they seem really happy. But then, like, you start getting more and more behind the scenes. You know, like... You got Scorpio asking, like, uh, Homer, which do you like more? Uh, uh, Which one do you hate more, Italy or France? France. Everybody always says France. Pushes the button. And then you see, like, the newspapers saying, like, how part of France gets blown up by, like, a super laser or something like that. And then, uh, (laughs) then the, uh, the good homage to Mr. Bond, or to James Bond, where they actually have Bond and he's on the laser machine about to cut him up the middle. And he goes, do you really expect me to talk, Scorpio? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die, and I expect you to be a cheap funeral. And then he ends up getting out, and then he goes, stop him, he's supposed to die! And Homer just tackles him, and then all the guards just come up and shoot him with an automatic rifle while he's on the ground. I'm like, the real ending James Bond would have gotten if the movies were anything realistic. Somebody would have tackled him, and then all the guards would have shot him. And I was like, it's great. I think Homer, when he came home, told Marge he tackled a loafer at work today. I think those words words. Oh. Panic shopping. 
I was the first guy to wear a sports I coat like with this with yarn jeans. A lot. Huh? I like this yarn a lot. Good. It brings me joy. You have a three D printer up and running again. Hell yeah! I, I need to, to get new fix the settings. Yeah, I think I bought the wrong 3D printable material because all the prints that I've had so far, because I've done one benchy just to see what I have to fix. And I've had a shit ton of stringing. So I'll have to see what I got to do. I still got to print off a couple of things and send those to a friend. Um, are we all back? Yeah. Yes. I think so. Yep. I feel rejuvenated now. I laughed a good laugh. The next morning, let's wake up again. That lovely snow. Um, you will have maybe a half a day. Sure. Um, this at this point, um, you guys will have needed about six refills uh, for each of your your bracelets. And anytime those bracelets really start running low, you're going to start feeling it. All right, you're going to start getting a cough. Your body feels sluggish, like you have the flu. Um, you might kind of get a runny nose and it starts off really really easy but if like you say you really want to push it eventually you know that cough is going to bring up a little bit of blood or something like that um, Corey? Yes? Could Caster help with this by using the spell he prepared for this um, aura of purity? Would it at least help the symptoms a little bit? I'm going to say, unfortunately not. Um, Cause you're, you're, you're trying to purify magic with magic. Um, this is unfiltered raw. So if this were to be like poison, um, if this were to be like miasma, I would say sure. Um, however, this is a, a general radius around the crystal. I was just it, thinking because of the disease part is why I, that was on my mind, why I prepared it. Um, if, if it comes down to how you guys are feeling, I could say that, you know, it, it, it might help ease the resistance to it, but it's not going to oh, no, I didn't do much it. more than, than kind of dull the pain. Yeah, I'm just trying to make it as easy for, you know, all of us so we can go longer without needing to, you know, stress Cody out stress out his blood, do all that stuff. Give us, you know, I can give us, you know, 30 minutes of extra time, basically. It, it probably, so like, all right. Um, how do I explain it? it? It helps for a certain degree, but it is going to be lowered in the amount of time as, as this is, this is unlike anything that you've seen. Right? You've lived around Tansom. You've you've kind of went into the water, and on the water's edge, this would be perfect. This would help you guys immensely. 
but you were less than two or three, four miles away from the crystal. And you're finding that that 30 minutes there is like eight minutes here. Um, it works, but not nearly as long. Just whatever he can do to help, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm just giving you. Like, I'm not trying to yeah. tell you. I'm just no. giving you the information. Yeah, I know. Of... Okay. Um, um. And this isn't like something. This is more affecting us physically than our mind. Correct. Like this isn't an assault yeah. against the mind. Because if I started feeling like it was more of an uh, assault against the mind, I would cast Beacon of Hope, which helps us with wisdom saves and stuff like that. No, it's nothing to do with your mind, right? So, well, then aura of purity is the best I got for this. It's the best it, aura that I have. It's on the same level as poison, but it's also not quite poisoned. It, it's it's in a way a saturation of magic. Um, and the more that your body consumes, the more it takes in unfiltered and and just pure and raw it is hard for your body to take so it, it's not even a bad situation right so when you take in magic it can be good for you but if you take in too much it's it's kind of like taking nine iron pills in one day oh yeah it's not great um eventually you guys will reach the shoreline um, the boat will kind of slide up onto the sands of this little island. And you don't have to move far. This towering crystal is maybe six, seven feet. And it is probably about three stories tall if you were looking like in building size, right? It is six, seven feet wide, three stories tall, and is just pure glowing. It It's off the ground to a certain degree, and it is just rotating. Do you feel anything being this close to the crystal, Arwen? I mean, <clears throat> she'll nod a bit, but she'll explain that it's it's more or less she feels the presence, the immense energy kind of radiating from it. She doesn't quite feel much of anything else. Um, but since you guys traveled all this way, you know, she's going to try to get closer. Unless any of you guys stop her. Um, Castro will simply, you know, touch her shoulder and give her a death ward. Right here beside you. Don't forget that. 
She'll nod. Well, I actually think you guys are about to figure this out. Um, she's going to touch the crystal and her face is going to kind of change in a multitude of ways. Um, it is kind of like realization, not really pain, but sorrow. A weird inflection of contentness. And then she's going to pull away from it. Just going to kind of stand there and, and look at it for a bit. How do you feel? Not really any different, but... Kind of not the same. Hey, insider. You sure? That is 12. Three. Um... It feels like she's learned something, but she's hesitant to share it. Mr. Will keep that to himself. For now. Did this what? help in any... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Are you all right? Um, yeah, can I, can I see the sword? Yeah, Castor will take the sword from his belt and hand it to her. Um, she's going to kind of, just kind of feel it and she's going to sit down and sit the sword in front of her. She's just going to kind of close her eyes for a bit and think on it. While she does that, Caster is going to quickly take Callisto's hand and cast a spell. He's going to cast a warding bond. He nods. Squeezes his hand. She has been silent. So I'm sorry? So we bought those platinum rings so long ago. We did. She has been silent pretty much all morning. I doubt she would change that now. Zara's going to look up at the crystal and the way it, the way I'm imagining it kind of curves as it hovers and, 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 uh, 
spins there very, very slowly. And he's going to smile and he's just going to say, just loud enough for everybody to hear, but kind of just to himself. It's vitreous. Not really surprising, considering everything we knew about the other crystal and my pendant. And it's lovely to see. So, Arwen will, after a while, pick up the sword again. And she will kind of hand it out for someone else to take it. I'll take it. Um, so you'll feel that, that weight that accompanies it yet again, that, that hefty kind of gravitational pull that, that weighs you down as if you're holding like another 80, 90 pounds. Yeah. Arwen's going to look sad. Are you sure you're okay? She'll nod. Um, she looks as though maybe she doesn't quite... Um, you, you can't tell if she doesn't want to share or if she doesn't know how to explain it. Give me a quick second. All right. And this is where I betray the party. My villain arc finally starts. Are you so fast? Don't test me, Finn. Please. You know, we all know you wouldn't hurt me. Mm, if you turned. I could at the very least stop you from doing anything. Sorry, Percy, just woke up, so. You're good. Ben's just going to, like, put the sword on his back, but, like, give uh, he'll give Arwen a hug and just be like, if you, if you don't want to tell us now, it's okay. But you know, anytime you need to talk, I'm always here to listen. 
Um, roll for her. Because this is... Um, I know what the crystal is made of. And that frightens you? It would too if you knew what it was. What is it? She's going to kind of stammer a bit. It's, it's hard for her to put out. Human souls. I'm sorry, I was just mouthing those exact words behind the camera. <laughs> Human souls, but how is that possible? I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but I know what it felt like when I collected your soul when you died. And this is radiating a million times that. And I'm assuming my crystal would as well, but I just can't put my finger on it just like you can't smell your own shirt. You know your own scent. It's, it smells like you. You just don't know that it smells like you. It's you. You can just almost tell it's you. And at the same time, it's not. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> but I don't know what that means for you, the crystal, or that, does that mean like the people that have died, it collects them like near near the crystal? I don't... I don't know. Aster looks much more intrigued and confused now, looking at the crystal. He's got a slight cock of his head. And he's just wondering. He's looking on in what seems like deep argument inside of his own head. Zara's going to, to look at Arwen, and it's very hard to describe Zara's face. Um, it's going to be a smile, and when he says it's going to sound like he's talking to a child, but it's it's really not that. It's it's kind of like a wonderment. But he's going to say, Arwen, I'm kind of surprised that you took this long to realize it. Um, she's just going to kind of look a little confused. 
Finn, your tattoos are going to be tingling. I know. I, I'm going to step away from uh, Arwen and like reach out to Dagon is like is the other half here? You so <laughs> you ever play with a radio and yeah. accidentally tune into the wrong channel and feel like nothing but haze from the radio? Mm-hmm. That's the effect currently happening. Um, you, you just feel static. Oh boy. I don't like static. Static is me PTSD from a different game. Static means bad. If I, if I walk closer to the crystal, does it does the tattoo tingle more? more? Yeah. Can we do a quick ring check, by the way? A what? Rings. Oh. Does everybody have a ring? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Amphidium. Um, The rings are definitely there. They have a light glow about them. But nothing that's like beckoning power or anything like that. Like more like a resonance um, with the two crystals kind of going on currently. Um, If I walk closer, does this like. Because I'm going to keep trying, like, basically, same as playing with the radio. Does the static get more intense as I walk closer to the crystal? Yes. Um, but the tingling in the tattoos becomes more of a sensation. And it's not like a, it's not like the needles, like your body's gone dead. It's kind of like, if you ever laid in your bed and it's been so long, and you get that, like, that shiver up your spine and your body just, like, all relaxes at once. It's like the warm-up to that feeling. I'm going to look back to Arwen, uh, if, see if she has any reaction to me walking closer. She doesn't. I think she's still kind of pointed towards the group with everything that's been said. Um, and I don't think you've really said anything out loud either, so I don't think really much no. of anybody else has, has noticed. Yeah, no, I have not said anything. I, I'm going to roll a stealth on. roll. Uh, I was sure. going to say I would probably because pa- my passive perception is fifteen. I mean, he's not doing anything out of the ordinary. He took a yeah, no, steps he's not doing. Then... He's not doing anything out of the ordinary for him, but that still concerns Caster because he does stupid shit and touches things. That's been a long going thing with Caster and Finn. Stop touching everything! Gosh darn it! I think Callie would be keeping an eye on him for similar reasons. Not necessarily those words, but similar reasons. Yeah. Get advantage on that. Okay, so 17. Just beats my passive unless I want to roll active, but I don't think I would be actively perceiving. I'm... I'm going to walk right, like, basically almost touching distance of the crystal and see how I feel. Um, the, the feeling gets um, more relaxed, I'd say. It feels... Something just feels right. 
I feel that, buddy. Say what? Careful there. Oh. Uh, he's not going to respond, but he is going to just put his hand on the crystal. Okay. So, I mean, nothing bad is going to happen, but you are going to... Your tattoos are going to light up, and um, you are going to kind of fade away from this world for a minute. Um, for everyone else, uh, Finn will disappear. Finn, you're, you're an expanse of darkness. And one by one, you're going to watch the stars come into light. One after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. And in this darkness, you're going to notice shortly after a while, as, as all these um, kind of stars are coming in, there are these shadows moving about the darkness. Not dangerously, but they're there when a star starts, and another one is there when a star ends. And eventually, you'll see one of them kind of complete a few more stars and then kind of stop as you pretty much marvel about an entire universe. The weird mist of space kind of expansing this entire galaxy and between each and every one of these stars. And then you're going to watch one slowly consume a star by star by star until eventually this galaxy has but five stars left. And then there will be a clash. Um, these two shadows will start to kind of swirl around one another and, and argue and, and fight. But the other one will summon certain lights, uh, particularly each of a different color. Um, white, red, blue, black, green, yellow. And these lights will help fight against this darkness. And eventually, just before another star is consumed, you will see those colors come together to form the star into something else and throw it at another star. It is going to kind of pause their fight as you feel yourself kind of zooming in from a wide-angle lens to a very focused uh, shot of this. And you are going to witness kind of rushing past you like a VR sense, like a virtual reality kind of situation. You are in outer space looking down at Incendium as that blue light comes hurtling by you and you notice that eat the crystal itself is going to head towards the center of incendium. And you are going to see as it is still forming the souls of the people from that star, that planet still circling into the crystal before it lands. And then you'll pop back 
and for everyone else, he shall return. Um, Finn, are you good? I think I understand. What the what this crystal and maybe what you are too, Arwen. Didn't you just have that conversation? N yes, but it's not as it, like I think I witnessed the the I was given a vision of what the first fight between Zeal and 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 Dagon were was. He summoned Dagon to help fight the corruption of uh, of Zeal. Seemed to have summoned. I almost want to say heroes from another star and they formed this crystal or it might have been just the souls of people who to help and they and it was launched to here it these might be pe uh, people who who offered themselves to stop the 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 corruption. So, at the very beginning of this adventure, Finn had heard a song that every time he attempted to play it, it would get farther and farther away from him. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Sarah remembers that, too. He didn't hear it, but he helped uh, Finn try to recoup it. Then that song is going to be fresh in your mind. Uh, it feels like for the first time you might be able to perform this song. I'm going to try to... You know what? Xerath, uh, could I see the, uh, the liar... The the tele the the teleporting one. Of course. I'm gonna take it and with like having mage and I'm gonna start to try to play the song. Roll me a performance. That's a twenty. Dirty twenty, but a twenty. So, a few things are going to happen. Right? The sound of the waves and stuff is going to disappear. You're going to slowly pluck these strings. Um, and as you do, there is going to be a reaction among a few things. Um, the first is that the crystal behind you is going to shine a bit more. The second reaction is that Arwen's blade on your back is going to 
shine even more. And it is as though you are activating something in it. What is going to happen is that it is going to shoot in the center of basically all of you. Uh, blade downward. And that crystal at the very end is going to light up. Kind of like a, a small magical projection. Um, if you've ever uh, played the game a little while ago, we introduced a, um, a photo crystal, basically. It captures moments in time. And under the certain light, you can kind of shine them up against the wall and, and things like that. This is similar to one of those. However, between the large crystal of Kodia and the small crystal on the hilt, it is going to show you a literal passage of time from a place that doesn't even look like Incendium. There's going to be a group of people fighting up against Zalem. It is some sort of final battle. Everybody is using everything that they have. There is a giant T-Rex in that battle somewhere, and it will kind of chomp down on him. And you're just witnessing the moments that these people are fighting in desperation for some reason. And by the end of that time, when all is said and done, you will feel and see a pull away from the sword and the crystal itself. You'll watch that energy lift from them into the heavens. And you guys might witness for the first time the view of something I don't think anybody's seen, which honestly, you guys have been through so much, it's probably like another drop in the hat. There is a deity that will be withstanding before this energy, and you will watch as each of these lights come from people giving their life to this deity, forming a new crystal, forming the sword. That deity is Pesca. And it looks like she is with the rest of the deities forming a weapon. The last thing that happens is that you will see the energy from a, a weapon and a, a, a weapon bearer be pulled from them. And both the sword bearer and the sword itself will go dark and dull. And then from there, the sword will be shot in another distance to a place that looks fairly similar to Incendium. That will be it. This... I think we just saw...
the the oh, I don't I don't have I don't know what to say. Erwin 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 will speak up and she'll That was my birth. Mother. What? He said he's a proud Most... father. <laughs> I'm stunlocked for the rest of this episode. Yep. 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 You broke him. You broke uh -huh. him, Corey. I wanted to do sending spell. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to send but I just wanted to listen to what happened and then the more I no, listened, I knew bad. what was going on. I knew what was going on and I was like, uh-uh, nah, nah. And then it, it was, yeah. So, what does that mean for us? believe that means we are I think Cody will speak up for the first time in a while um, you're the last hope you either succeed at defeating Zolom or this is it this is the last bit of energy any deity has it's why the ancient ones have been quiet for so long because they just don't have the energy. They have put everything they heard into making Arwen. People have given their souls, their lives, and their beliefs to create her. To finally stop someone. This is it. No pressure. All the more reason. Oh, no, wait. Uh, it just shows me that we'll succeed. It's happened before. is going to kind of start taking a couple walks to the side. Um, and that fog will kind of clear out. It's been clearing out for a while, but the, the snow is still going to start it down a little bit harder now and um you'll see that he's making his way to this this wooden shack uh, once he's there he'll he'll go inside and you'll hear kind of like the tossing around of a few things not like not like yeah anger toss but like okay i need to move these books to the side i gotta move this table over kind of situation and then by the time he comes out, he is going to have a wooden case in both hands. And kind of clinking together in this case will be six bottles of meat. You know, I could use a drink after that. By the way, uh, Zareth, here's the uh, liar back. Oh, um, thank you. It was good to play to play it again. Well, to at least play a liar again. 
Give me a pet. You name. guys. Sorry. I was talking to Finn. I said, just give me a bit longer. I can make it happen. And we got more important things to worry about. You guys will notice that the bracelets have run out of juice. They probably have for some time. Are we are we feeling any effects? No. But your rings are still glowing. I'll turn to Arwen and hold up my ring. It's like, is this you're doing? Or are we just not being affected because of you? She shrugs. But says with a pretty sturdy, quite possibly. See, you're growing stronger each and every day. She is going to grab a bottle and she is going to uncork and take a heavy drink. I'm going to follow her. (laughs) Yep. Dibs. I'll share mine with Callisto. Callisto will cock an eyebrow, but give him the first bit and then take the rest. More than six of us. Others um, there will not partake. Okay. Um, but he will do a 180 because he's been watching the crystal and Finn the whole time. But um, he's going to sit and look out at shore and he's going to whisper, I wonder if my necklace is just one person. Vidium will come over to Caustic. Um, he'll he'll kind of bring a, a bottle over. He'll take a swig, and then kind of pass it over to Caustic to see if he wants a drink. Caustic will do that kind of like hand up, like no thanks, kind of gesture, but will not like shy away or anything. He will uh, set the bottle down. And he will pull out um, his really rusted blade, that old uh, kind of shabby piece on the other side of him. Um, he's, he's got one long sword and a rapier that's that's rusted up to shit. And he'll he'll just kind of say, "You know, you did say you trained me." They did. Uh... I haven't really had too much time, don't think. Well, there is training we can do on a boat, but probably not when the water that you fall in is um, not good to fall into. So we can do that later. But, uh, mean. sure, are we training now? No more time like the present. And the way they're looking, he'll turn to the the people drinking, especially Arwen, who is taking large quantities and drinking. I don't think we're going to be traveling too far too soon. Probably not. Um, why don't you put that down? Because it's 
you will have to fight when you're drunk. That that is an occasion that happens. It's but it's about instilling the instincts, instilling your proper fighting stances, so that even when you're drunk, even the second you wake up, you're able to snap into stance and be where you need to be with your footwork, because uh, that's the most important thing. So that's where we're going to start. Um, is footwork, and then caustic will start on like. What is essentially, from like anyone else that can hear them, sounds like a rote, like, reciting of something that has been told to them, like, hundreds of times, basically, like, you want your right foot, your, your, um, your dominant foot back, and your, uh, so that way whenever you swing you can get, like, full force into it, and you want to, you know, I, Jace, don't actually know how to fight, but, like, setting that and it's going to be very very boring at first because that's what you have to do you have to learn to stand at attention you have to learn your stances and you have to learn the most basic things before you can start doing cool flippy dippies which also cost a cousin to cool flippy dippies what let's let's do this let's go ahead and do persuasion with advantage and we'll just uh, chalk that up to a full training session. Well, conveniently, Caustic is proficient in persuasion. Oh, sweet. Uh, so 20 uh, with advantage. Perfect. So yeah, he's going to take in a fair bit. You, you feel like you're on your game with a lot of this. Like you're you're shoving out gems, really. Da-dum um, ching. Uh, but you're, 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 you're given... A really, a really good rundown. Um, is there any scenes anyone else wants before we end the night? Yes. Okay. Uh, if anybody else wants to also speak for you. Great. Um, before... Callie and Castor get too wasted, uh, because better believe they're going to get wasted eventually. Um, she will turn to him and just quietly say, um, would you mind checking in on RK for me? Uh, Castor will, uh, cock his head, not quite understanding at first what she's asking. And then it'll it'll snap to him. With with uh, the spell. Yeah. Um anything anything specific you want said. Don't make it too long. Uh, yeah, I uh, I mean, God. Lots of things to say. Um Don't tell him I'm a vampire. I don't know how he'd react, and I'm not entirely sure I want to right now. Because it could either go very well or very badly. Um, but he was, uh, working on some things. And it's kind of a bit of an anniversary. So, I, I guess I just wanted to make sure he's okay. Maybe my uncle, if he's still with him. I don't know. Just whatever you think is best. 
You'll see Caster like, you know, just absentmindedly pull out a piece of copper wire. He starts, you see him like, kind of like, you know, one eye more close than the other. He's like uh, thinking in his head, like words and what to say. And then he will cast a setting spell. And he will say, Okay, it's Caster. Callisto wanted to check in on you. How did your thing go that you were working on? Is your uncle okay? Thanks. It's 25. My uncle. My uncle. He sent it. Right, he'll okay. You can switch your for her. He'll, he'll get the he'll get the gist. Um you will receive back only a few words. They will return in two days. You'll see Caster like a little like Caster looks a, a little uneasy and then he'll relay the message. Um, so I, I, I feel a little bad for the people who can't see what I just did on camera because Callisto does that, um, which is to say complete shock, complete freak out. And she just looks at Caster for a minute. I'm pretty sure that means exactly what you and I both think that means. Oh no. Oh yes, but also, oh no. Fuck, I have to explain the teeth to my mom. And the whole being dead thing. The whole being, yeah, the, the, the whole being dead thing. That, the, hi, Finn. No, no, I was out of character, sorry. Oh, <laughs> I was so prepared for that to be totally in character. So, Finn, um, while this is going down on the opposite side, um, you're going to get a letter poofed to you. Oh, no. Uh, it is from Anastasia. Okay. He, he is like polished half of that, that mead bottle. So. He'll 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 uh, take the letter and read it. Um, dear Finn, I hope all is well. Uh, it has been a while. Our last letter has been a few days. Uh, some interesting things have occurred in town. Uh, I received word from my father that in order to protect me, he wishes for me to become engaged. Um, and it, it's just going to kind of, it might sink in a little bit before you continue reading. You know, you, you've had a bit to drink. Yeah. Um, she goes, 
So now I'm writing to ask you a question. And then it at the very bottom, it just says, are we question mark on a stage? I, I would like, like Finn would like read it, like, like mumble it. And then the words, it, it'd be like, and now he says I should be, and he'll just shout out like engaged. <laughs> and, and then go back to mumbly reading it and just he'll, he'll set the letter down, take the bottle and just finish it off and start pacing. I think Caster's going to join Finn. Um, meanwhile, he'll take out his fine copper wire again, cast a sending spell to Jason, and ask Jason, did you ever get out of Tansom? Did the man keep his end of the bargain? We hope you are safe. We are nearby. You will get a reply back. Uh, new one who dis. Just kidding. Nice. Um, yeah, classic Jason. <laughs> uh, he'll say, just fine. Um, in Sorlim. Oh, God. Um. Sorry, I was just feeling the room, see if anyone was going to say something. So, um, Sarah is going to stand up, and then he'll he'll find one of the spare bottles of mead that were declined, and um, he'll down it, and then realizing that. It is not doing anything. Um, to impair or it's, it's just not working. He is going to go to the shore and he is going to kind of find his center. And he's going to step on the water and then step back onto the beach and he's going to look out into the fog uh and then um if Corey would allow the rule of cool since i have to be absent next week and I think this is a very, very fitting and uh, emotional time for Zare. Zare is just going to, with his unarmed movement trait, run out into the water, into the fog. Okay. Now, I got a question for you out of game. We can, we can yeah. cut this part later, but um, when and how did Zerg get his crystal? 
Um, it arrived uh, a couple of years... Well, he found it on him after he awoke from a dream. A couple of years after his father's death, around the same time that he was contemplating with Leander about taking an adventure. Okay. And he kind of saw it as a symbol that he should. All right, guys. Well, this would be a perfect place to end it for the day. Is Zareth gone and not coming back? He'll come back, of course. Like, but about I have to fly after him. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and comment so we can bring more people to join the story with us. We want to thank Sirenscape as we use their sound systems for our sound effects and music. Check out the description if you want to know exactly which sets we used this episode. Thanks to Kobold Press, we use their monster write-ups to keep our players on their toes and you listeners on the edges of your seats. Join us next episode as we continue our story. Mm-hmm.